Welcome to the Three Point Stance Podcast with your host, Dave Whipke. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Three Point Stance Podcast. We're getting close to crowning some champions in the Whippeal. And I have to take a quick note here to apologize to those who follow along. We uh, were out last week uh, as I'm recovering from gallbladder removal surgery, which has had a little bit more twists and turns we had expected, but we're back at it. Uh, We're starting to round back into form, and by rounding back into form, we're going to get into reviewing what happened last week with some of our local teams in Washington County, and let's get right to it. Let's go over to 5A, the semifinals. It was Peters Township versus Moon. The dream season continues for Coach T.J. Plack's Peters Township Indians after they took care of a game Moon Tiger squad Friday night by a 41-18 count at South Fayette High School. The Indians move to 12-0 overall and will take on perennial power Pine Richland this Saturday at Norwin Stadium. The Rams knocked off Penn Hills 16-9 in the other semifinal game last week played at North Hills High School. Uh, Peters started off slow as Moon smacked him in the mouth early with a long 22-play drive that resulted in Hayden Boland's 32-yard field goal. The march took 11 minutes and 18 seconds off the clock and featured a backfield that included Josh Bladell, Paul Bronaw, Nazir Brookins, and Braden Stewart running out of the Wildcat formation. Didn't take long for the Indians respond as Preston Blair responded for the Tribe on her next possession with an eight-yard scoring run to give Peters Township a 7-3 lead in the second quarter. Vinny Sarcone extended the lead to 14-3 via a two-yard run midway through the frame. While quarterback Nolan DeLuccia's seven-yard scoring toss to Nick McCullough pressed the lead to 21-3 before the half. Thomas Aspinall then announced himself with two touchdown catches from DeLucha in the second half as well. Sarcone finished the scoring for Peters with a 22-yard run in the fourth. Aspinall had a heck of a day for Peters Township with four catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. DeLuccio was his solid self with nearly 200 yards through the air and three scores, while Darius McMillan added an interception, while Jake Velgich and Elliot Tratz recorded fumble recoveries. Bladel and Stewart found the end zone for Moon on scoring runs of 7 and 43 yards. Bladel also recorded 87 rushes, 87 yards on 27 carries. Moon ends her season at 6 and 6, but was more than a worthy foe for Peters in this semifinal. It looks like Penny the Dog has entered the chat. She has. (laughs) I want to talk about high school football too. It's all the kisses. Okay, so. Tell me about Fort Cherry, Dad. Tell me about Fort Cherry. (laughs) Matt Sieg, Dad, he's great. So, quarterfinals, single A, it was Fort Cherry versus Rochester. Anyways, for years, the Rangers had been the ones on the other side of the mercy rule. Now they're the ones enacting revenge. Fort Cherry got vengeance for their quarterfinal loss to Rochester last year in the quarterfinals by taking care of the Rochester Rams 42 to nothing Friday night at West Allegheny High School. The Rangers will take on Bishop Canavan in semifinal play this Friday evening at South Fayette as the Crusaders did defeat California at Norwin High School last week. We'll get to that game later. But as per usual, it was the Matt Sieg show. The Fort Cherry quarterback, who was questionable with a hip injury, unofficially ran for 205 yards and three touchdowns on 18 carries, and additionally threw a 60-yard touchdown. His running mate at running back, Ethan Folletto, also had more than 100 yards on the ground. Fort Cherry got the scoring started on a beautiful 60-yard touchdown pass from Sieg to Evan Rogers on third and 15. 
The Rangers then made it 14 to nothing on a one-yard run by Sieg early in the second quarter. Two Nick Massey field goals for in the end of the half made it 20 to nothing, and that was basically about it. But Fort Cherry poured it on in the second half as a 28-yard run by Sieg on fourth and three effectively put the game to bed. He also added a 57-yard touchdown run for good measure. As I mentioned earlier, Fort Cherry will face third-seeded Bishop Canavan in a rematch at a Black Hills Conference regular season classic game at Dormont Stadium in September 30th, in which the Rangers won 48-41. This is the first time Fort Cherry has been in the semifinals since 2001. And over to single A quarterfinals, as you mentioned earlier, Bishop Canavan, and they were versus California. This one took place at Norwin High School as Bishop Canavan scored 20 unanswered points in the second half to pull away for a 34-8 victory over California in Whippeal Class A quarterfinal action. Bishop Canavan led only 14-8 at the half before outscoring Cal 20-0 over the final 24 minutes. Quarterback Cole Olszewski, you've heard that name here before, threw for three touchdown passes to Jason Cross, a WVU recruit, covering 39, 5, and 9 yards. Olszewski completed 9 of 15 passes for 123 yards. All three of Cross's catches went for scores. Bishop Cannon led 14-0 before a 55-yard touchdown run by California's Lee Qualk and a two-point conversion run by Spencer Petrucci to help pull the Trojans with to within 14-8 late in the first half. Qualk was California's leading rusher with 44 yards and four carries. Quarterback Jake Lehu completed six of 16 passes. Two touchdown passes across, and Azwan Marshall, 41-yarder in the fourth quarter, allowed the Crusaders to pull away. California finishes the season at 10-2. 6A semifinal, North Allegheny versus Cannon Mack. Well, Ken and Mac just can't catch a break when they see North Allegheny and, and was more of the same this past Friday night at North Allegheny as Logan Kushner ran for two first-half touchdowns and passed for another powering North Allegheny to a 49-7 win over the Big Macs in Class 6A semifinal Friday night. North Allegheny will take on Pittsburgh Central Catholic in the 6A final at Norwin High School at 6 p.m. this Saturday. Kushner ran for 125 yards and 11 carries, completed 5 of 13 passes for 101 yards. He scored on runs of 71 and 15 yards. Between the two scores, North Allegheny received a 60-yard punt return for a score by Kieran Boyd as the Tigers raced to a 19-0 lead. Daniel Sellers caught an 8-yard touchdown pass from Kushner and added a 1-yard scoring plunge as the Tigers increased their lead to 32-0 at the half. The only scoring for Cannon McMillan came off a 62-yard touchdown pass from Mikey Evans to Zion Howard in the final minute in the third quarter. Evans completed 10 of 17 passes for 128 yards. The Big Macs were held to 28 yards rushing for the game. They have finished the campaign at 6-5. and five. And I have to say, for the Big Macs, I know they probably not, might not want to hear that, um, I think this is a good season for them, finishing above 500 in a very tough 6A. Had some nice wins. Uh, Coach Mike Evans has his program going in the right direction. Quarterfinals of 4A, McKeesport versus Trinity. And speaking of going in the right direction, even though Trinity fell 28-14, to 14, I think Coach Dan Naus has his program going in the right direction as well. They, they played a tough ball game against McKeesport at their place. Have nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, McKeesport took the lead with one long drive and one long return on a uh, missed field goal, and they went on to win 28-14 at George Smith Stadium in McKeesport. McKeesport used a 99-yard touchdown drive and a rare 
102-yard return of a missed field goal to forge a 14-0 halftime lead. On Trinity's second offensive possession, the Hillers drove to the McKeesport 1 on 4th and goal, however. The Hillers were stopped short of the goal line. From there, the Tigers went 99 yards as freshmen came on spell, caught a 34-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Garrett Tarker, giving the Tigers a 7-0 lead with 9.05 left in the half. Trinity then drove into McKeesport territory at the end of the half as kicker Andy Palm for the Hillers set up for a 43-yard field goal with 39 seconds left. The kick was short, but uh, Spell refielded it two yards deep in the end zone, and he took it back to the house for 102 yards. I know in high school, usually if a kick goes into the end zone, it's a dead ball, but in in PIAA play, it, it appears that if it's a missed field goal, you can field it on the fly and run it out, and that's exactly what McKeesport did. And from there, the Tigers took the second-half kickoff and drove 64 yards in 13 plays to increase their lead to 21 to nothing as fullback Keith Spell scored the touchdown on a one-yard run. Trinity got off the mat and responded with an 80-yard touchdown drive in nine plays as quarterback Jonah Williamson scored on a one-yard plunge, his 12th rushing TD of the season with 13 seconds left in the third frame. The score cut McKeesport's lead to 21 to 7. That would be as close as Trinity would get as McKeesport's Anthony Cromarty made it 28 to 7 with a four-yard score and run off a left end. Trinity's Tony Cipollati hauled in a 26-yard touchdown pass from Williamson with six seconds remaining in the game to make the score 28 to 14. Williamson completed with 14 of 23 passes for 153 yards. Williamson also led the Hillers' ground game with 108 yards on 21 carries, so he had a heck of a season for the Hillers. And again, usually you don't speak of Trinity in playoffs, but they won a playoff game. They were more than competitive against McKeesport. I think Coach Dan Nouse has that program going in the right direction as well. Quarterfinals of AA, it was Washington versus McGuffey. This is the Backyard Brawl Part 2 as conference rivals uh, met each other a couple weeks ago for the uh, Century Conference Championship, and Washington won that game at McGuffey. Round two also went to the Prexies as they beat McGuffey 18-7 at Cannon McMillan past Friday evening. Washington will meet Beaver Falls Friday night at Dormont Memorial Stadium in the semis. It was a 50th all-time playoff win for Wash High and Coach Mike Bosnick's 20th postseason career win. The Prexies scored two times in the second half. Both came on short runs by Javon Woods that pushed the Prexies lead to 18-0. Charles Wager scored on a one-yard run for McGuffey with three seconds to play to wipe away the shutout. Woods finished with 71 yards on seven carries, nearly all of it coming in the second half. The Washeye defense was strong all night, when, uh, and they proved their medal when Travis Crutcher intercepted a Connor Crow pass in the first half to shut down one Highlander drive. There were two interesting ball games, but Washington won them both. And for that, they will be moving on to the semis. Let's preview single A semifinals, Fort Cherry. It's going to be versus Bishop Canavan. Hey, this last time they played, i tell you what, on September 3rd, this was probably the best high school game I've seen in 10 years. Uh, last time they hooked up, 89 points were scored. Muster packets were consumed. And Fort Cherry announced themselves that the rest of the Whippeal, they were here to stay as they took care of Bishop Canavan, 48-41 to 41 at Dormont Memorial Stadium. However, this ball game is going to be at South Fayette High School on Friday night. Matt Sieg accounted for seven touchdowns on this evening with 437 yards of total offense. He ran 24 times for 277 yards and four touchdowns, including runs of 55 and 72 yards. 
He also threw for 160 yards and three more scores. Bishop Camden quarterback Cole Olszewski did his best to keep pace for the Crusaders as he threw for 414 yards and five scores. His favorite target was West Virginia recruit Jason Cross, who had 10 catches for 228 yards and three scores. Jaden Lindsay also had 109 yards receiving as well for the Crusaders. Sieg poured so much of himself in this one that he cramped up in the third quarter when fluids didn't work. The training staff went and got some mustard packets for him to consume. And as a result, he was able to continue to dominate in the contest. And I would expect more fireworks in this rematch. Next, double-A semifinals, Beaver Falls. They will be playing Washington. Speaking of Dormont Stadium, that will be the host for this classic contest as Beaver Falls will be coming to town to take on Wash High Friday at 7 o'clock. The 7-5 Beaver Falls Tigers find themselves in the Class 2A semis after a rather surprising result beating the Shannock 14-13 last week. They'll look to knock off another power in the Prexies this Friday evening in Dormont. Detalion Buford, he has 1,275 yards rushing and 13 scores. Bricks Rawl has 647 yards on the ground as he takes some of the heat off of Buford in the pass in the rushing game. Eddie Lewis leads the Prexies on the ground with 954 yards rushing to go with 15 touchdowns. Tristan Reed has emerged as one of the better quarterbacks in Class AA with 1,256 yards passing and 12 touchdowns. Reuben Gordon, who's been getting some Division I interest, has 550 yards receiving and six touchdowns. I expect this to be a classic contest. I think Wash High won a close one in this one. I know it's a classic contest. Okay. Daddy, talk about Peters. <laughs> Pen- Daddy, this is Penny. Talk about Peters. Daddy, I like Peters. I like TJ Plaque. He's groovy. He's trendy. Rowdy Red. I'm Red. Okay. Talk about Peters. Okay, Penny, we're talking about Peters. Penny, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's what's here. Um, so, 5A final. It is going to be Pine Richland versus Peters. Saturday, Norwin Stadium. The time has come for the Peters Township Indians. As they look to knock off a longtime nemesis in, in playoff lore for them. They hope the third time is a charm as they hook up with the Rams like they did in the 2020 title game and the 2021 semifinals. Both were Pine Richland wins. Peters Township is going to hope to reverse that trend. They handled Moon last week to remain undefeated. Well, I mentioned earlier, Pine Richland had to come from behind to beat Penn Hills in the other semifinal last week. Ethan Pilar leads the Rams with 1,467 yards on the ground, 19 scores. Aaron Ubi Strader, who scored the game winner last week for Pine Richland, has 553 yards on the season, and he will be a threat that uh, Peters Township is going to have to take care of. Bryce O'Brien and Vasilos Balores have combined for 48 receptions and 647 yards and three scores in the season. This squad beat Pittsburgh Central Catholic earlier in the season, and they're going to be a handful on the ground. They average 32 points a game, and their defense has been quite stout. They've held opponents to less than 14 points per game. The Tribe come in fully loaded with quarterback Nolan DeLuccia's 2,037 yards passing to go with 25 touchdown passes. Vinny Sarcone and Preston Blair combined for 27 rushing touchdowns and 1,204 yards rushing. Five separate receivers have double digits in receptions. Ethan Wortman leads the way with 40 catches, while Carter Shanafelt leads in yards with 502 and seven touchdowns. Nick McCullough leads in yards per catch with a 19.1 yard per reception. 
Overall, the Indians averaged 40 points per game while allowing while allowing a scant 6.9 points per game. Uh, closing out the season for the teams that we cover here at the three-point stance are California, Cannon Mac, McGuffey, Waynesburg, Jefferson Morgan, and Manesson. Give a shout-out to uh, Mapletown, Shar Houston, and all the others. Uh, you guys have made this a, a joy so far. Hopefully we got some more to go. Uh, this was, once again, yet another episode of Three Point Stance Podcast as we will look to review the Class 5A Championship game and see what the Wash High and Fort Cherry do next week. For the Three Point Stance Podcast, I'm Dave Whipke.